All right, I'm recording. All right. Yes, sorry. Welcome aboard the USS Boda. This is your captain, not Patrick Stewart speaking. You're listening to Dork Trek. Dorktrek.com. Engage, Mr. Manny. Who else is going to be on tonight? The, the three of us. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's you <laughs> and me. Hey, man, this is the uh, this is the skeleton crew because Dennis is busy with his new baby and Manny is just like living in this weird time warp. He just doesn't remember days anymore. I understand that, actually. Yeah. Yes. Me too, but still. <laughs> it's like, you know what's going to happen eventually. You got to record. And then um, Anton is, I think he's working on a on a comic script or something. Mm, yes. That sounds fun. Yes. I, I think if you miss like three shows, you get to dock their pay. That's okay. Just, it's just like, sorry, you don't get paid this week. Yeah, I'm taking a percentage. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's just, it's only fair. It's in the charter, bro. It's in the charter. If you don't help, you don't get paid. Yeah, some John Smith stuff here. Hell yeah. So welcome to Dork Trek. Uh, Dork Trek, Dork Trek, that's us. I hope everyone is having a lovely time and they're enjoying listening. This is episode 13 of Deep Space Nine. What's the name of this episode? I was just thinking about that and have no idea. We actually didn't watch it this week. We watched it last week. Oh, okay. We just got in the flow I think it was just that we were too lazy to turn off the, the remote was all the way over on the coffee table. Dude, I get it. I'd have to reach. Say no, Ben. Say no more. <laughs> I get it. Jenny, I, under, I understand completely. Like, it's just like you're sitting down. You're like, eh, whatever. Yeah. And it, honestly, it was an episode that you could just continue about your day and have it on in the background and just, it's just there. It was there. Um, it's It's weird because there's three storylines here uh, kind of going all at once that don't intersect well I guess two of them intersect to some extent the um, the young boy's crush on the young girl delegate if you will and then there's the space rock Jesus guy mm-hmm. and right. that's right. Uh, yeah so the episode starts uh, quickly enough with um Kara talking to Cisco and they're having a conversation about how they're going to have some kind of delegates from Bajor. And I guess the Bajors are split into two different groups of people. The others and these guys. Well, no, it's uh, from what I can tell, this was like some territorial stuff. This okay. would be like uh, Currituck County and Elizabeth City were arguing over water rights or okay some shit you know it was some weird stuff it's kind of like so it's like new jersey and new york city arguing over who owns the statue of liberty yeah it's Mm -hmm. it's kind of like that except you know people's lives are at stake i guess people's lives would be at stake if if new jersey and new york decided to fight over the statue of liberty (laughs) how cool that would be really well it'd be fun if they made a war over a statue uh uh, symbolizing liberty (laughs) yeah and then the loser was forced to live in uh, under the other's thumb forever. No, I own freedom. I own you, Liberty. <laughs> <laughs> liberty will be ours. Suck it dry. And then they find oil in 
New York and America comes in to spread some democracy. Exactly. Ta-da. Yeah. All the way around. So, but yeah, so they're arguing over something and then they're like, all right, well, we got this guy up here. And then all of a sudden we're, we're waiting for the other delegate to show up. And all of a sudden it's like some young coos. Like, uh, now how old is... <laughs> Now, how old is this? She's okay, so she's she's jailbait. Oh yeah, she, uh, right. Yeah. So you, I'm not familiar with the terminology that you used what? for her, but it, it could be some uncomfortableness there. I don't think so. Here, I'll Google okay. it for you. <laughs> Let me Google that for you. Now, is 15 legal in space? No. 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 Not like well, this ain't space, space Alabama. Alabama. <laughs> yeah. And thank you for going straight to, you know, let me insult Ben's home state. I mean, but that's the only place I think anybody really knows. Mississippi. You know? Louisiana. Well, okay. I think 14, you can get married and have six kids. And- yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so she's like uh, the daughter of the old guy that was in charge. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my father would have never – you get a lot of that my father, my father, so like almost to the level of uh, – what was it? Malfoy. Yeah, it was a little much. She was just, uh, you know. Yeah, my my father was alive. This, you know, he would never do this. Well, he ain't here. Yeah, he, this is, he's dead. Well, this is where DS9 really starts to kind of show through some of the – it's starting to get political – Starting. Well, I mean, though, like the the little the things of hey, you know, this whole this is the way we've always done it. Politics, even if it means people will get shot, maybe it's not the best way. Maybe yeah. they'll back away from. And they kind of expand on that later, which it is good. Grows. Well, yeah, it, it teaches you to to grow. Is there right. There's the definition of coups. Coups. A coos, a coos is a superficial, shallow, provincial, and generally ignorant girl who is so intellectually and socially repulsive that her only redeeming qualities come from uh, in the form of sex appeal. <laughs> yeah, see, I'm not comfortable. See, I was provincial. She was all over that. This is, this, is, this is also from Urban Dictionary. So, I mean, take with it what you want. I think the next sentence is the best. Yes. Oh, um, thus, their only value to society comes in the form of their ooze jizz filling badge. I, I am just not, <laughs> not comfortable with this at all. I, I, I don't uh, partake of this. All right, here's, a, here's another one that's a little better, okay? So you stop being such a lady about it. I'm just. I'm sure she's legal now, Ben. And when this was, and when this episode aired, I wasn't legal, and neither was she. So who cares? Okay. Well, it's kind of like me with uh, Alyssa Milano. There you go. There's coos. Noun: a woman's genitals. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, that's yeah. why. Like okay. it's a synonym for cunt. But now you're looking at the, uh, it's from the 1950s. Or but it's gotten really popular here lately. <laughs> right. Since, oh, that looks like uh, between, like. It's trending. Yeah. 19, what is that, Look, about in, 90s? I'm, I'm trying to appeal to the uh, the younger demographics by saying such a word, okay? you. I'm trying to appeal young and hip. Band, okay. All right. All right. I like how they have the Google search history going all the way back to like the mid 1800s. The 1800s, nobody Googled this word because, well, nobody Googled really anything. So nothing was really <laughs> popular then. 
Well, no, it's that's in the just, 1870s. Things started to spike <laughs> with Google. <laughs> just when you would telegraph, and yes. you would, you know, first you had carrier pigeons, and then trains and telegraphs. <laughs> I just love the idea of somebody sending a carrier pigeon, and <laughs> unrolls the little fucking thing off the. The bird's leg and it cooze. <laughs> and she writes my vag and goes back up and sends it back. <laughs> you think people or, send dick pics over carrier pigeon? Well, no, because the, the chance of sunburn was was pretty bad because you'd have to stand there for like you know three hours <laughs> yeah. while the picture, and you have that explosive. You're like, ah, flash burn. Or if someone was drawing it, they would just keep indulging until it was just mostly penile on the on the paper. Bigger, <laughs> bigger, 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 too big. All right, perfect. This is unbelievable. Wow. 87% of his body weight is apparently schlong. Now, schlong, is that another one of those coos type works? No, nah, this is schlong. Hey, you should yeah. know that one. Yeah. yeah. I like schmuck better. I like schmuck. Coos. I, 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 it, that word, I, I think the first time I saw it, it was in James Elroy novels because he writes like period pieces and stuff like yeah. that. Like one of the uh, most disturbing yet accurate words that he ever used in his fiction. James Elroy wrote LA Confidential, The Black Dahlia. Right, um, right. That stuff. Just explaining to the, the, the listener who might not know. He, um, the uncultured swine. Yes, he was talking about a woman getting an abortion. And the, oh, term, and the, term, and the term he used was she got scraped. <laughs> <laughs> Which was like, whoa! Oh, God. Yes. My whole uterus just twitched yes <laughs> yes yes but i was but never before never before was a statement so accurately written as a, talking about a woman getting an abortion in like the 50s you know what i mean like i imagine it wasn't a pleasant experience is what i'm saying now when was he writing these I mean, he was writing them in like the mid late 80s early 90s he oh, i mean yeah. some of his books i mean you know he's he's still writing now but he but he's writing his last book, uh, what was it called? Um, Periphita. Uh, Periphita was was taken back in the forties. So I mean, he's always kind of been like a period piecer. Yeah. So it's not like Maltese Falcon and uh, the Sam Spade stuff that was in the forties and had that sound, but it was written in the forties. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. It's a little more hardcore than I think Sam Spade and all that stuff. And yeah. The, you know, was it Raymond Chandler and that kind of. Something like that. It has that, it has that noir feel, but yeah. But it's, I mean, if you haven't read any Elroy, you should. It's really good. Um, like his LA, his LA uh, quartet is really good, and then the um, the uh, what is he called? The Underworld trilogy is awesome. That's, okay, that's a uh, what Colt Six Thousand, um, Amer- American Tabloid Colt Six Thousand, and Blood Is a Rover. It's r- really well done. Very good stuff. I, I liked LA Confidential, the movie. So I, I uh, the book is stuff like that. I like the books better. Yeah, the book is better. the The book is a little more in depth than the film. Like okay. the after, like um, I guess there's a whole other story after. I guess the way it wraps up in LA Confidential, because in the book, I want to say um, the Mexican girl. 
Mm-hmm. You, I'm sure I'm sure you remember from the movie who is uh, beaten by the dudes. Um, she ends up, I think, I want to say she marries Exley or something like that later down the road or something. It's, it's really weird. Like she's back in his life somehow. And like, they just kind of run this gauntlet of story that ends up with like the font, the founding of um, uh, uh, Disneyland. So it's like this giant all encompassing story of Los Angeles. It's really good. You should check it out. I, I think I will. Yeah. If you're, look out, if you're looking for something besides cold check fan fiction. <laughs> Well, this guy sounds like a pretty good storyteller. Oh, he's awesome. A lot better than O'Brien was in this episode. Yes, yes. Oh, bringing it back. But this is cool. I was going to bring it back, too, because this was where, because I mentioned fan fiction. And Uh I guess this episode could be the birthplace of the uh, homoerotic O'Brien-Julian fan fiction, right? This, this is the birth of a beautiful friendship because it really is like they're on because they have to go on the runabout together to go check out this this town or this yeah. village or whatever down this I guess it's a settlement if you will yeah. uh, on Bajor and the ride down to the planet is very uncomfortable like really awkward like they were making out and then somebody went like whoa dude we got to stop doing this like this is a married. And like you're like they're playing gay chicken. Yeah. <laughs> taking it one step too far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe we did that. We can't talk about it ever. Ever and Let's ever play again. again. Well look, uh, it's gonna be weird if you call me sir after that. So just call me Julian, okay? Because then it's gonna be weird. It's gonna feel weird, because then like it's gonna be like some some dumb sub things. So. <laughs> really weird for you to call me sir when when i'm catching yeah <laughs> so so yeah so brian's the top yeah and yeah totally and there's no way jules is a power bottom here like no he's just like face deep into the pillow like struggling to breathe yeah <laughs> as a brian sh- I mean, you you have read the fan fiction, then I have it. I have it. Well, it sounds like you have. I, I mean, mean, it's all taking place in his head. I mean, I'm, it, uh, to be fair, it's probably not hard to write. Hard, you know, a difficult, if you will. <laughs> but yeah, so I, that's what I imagine happened. This is the birthplace of that, and it was fun because if I wouldn't have known that that fan fiction existed that I wouldn't have enjoyed that scene as much because See, I didn't know that the fan fiction existed. We talked, didn't we put a different spin on it? Didn't we talk about it like two weeks ago altogether about it? I, I don't we, remember. We've mentioned it before. Like Jenny, early on in this. I don't remember this shit. Jenny, yeah, Jenny probably shut it down. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. once the show's over, I like, I forget everything that we talked about. Well, we about. were drinking pretty heavily during yeah. those early episodes. It's so. true. It's true. And I missed a couple episodes. So, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I guess Ben told me that there was uh, a homoerotic fan fiction of these two. And again, this is the birthplace of it. Like, it just makes sense. Because in my head, I'm just wondering what happens before and after. You know? Yeah. <laughs> See, I don't think this is like the birth of their friendship. Their gay well, romance. No, no, no. The, the gay romance comes. Like, you'll see. They're at, see, if you're finding things in this, when it finally like 10 episodes from now you're just every episode it'll be like holy shit like you don't have to find ways for not eroticism <laughs> you know? so, you're, so what you're saying is I'm pre-coming here on the uh... <laughs> okay so did you ever bad. watch Xena 
Warrior Princess? You know what? I never did. I never got into did, that. Have you at least heard the yeah, story? Like, like how I mean, there was the, the under. Yeah. Well, that that this is where that goes. Okay. Yeah. It goes that far. It, it, there's some questionable stuff. Now maybe I'm just reading into it. Maybe <laughs> it's maybe it's wishful thinking. <laughs> yeah. Maybe yeah. it's the episode like how we've talked about like on TNG when there was a really boring episode and they were talking about oh yeah the Romulans are on the neutral zone and and we're like that's the episode we wanted to watch not this boring episode. Yes. So kind of like with maybe I'm thinking that was the same thing with O'Brien. And, the the uh, episode Bashir. you wanted to watch was them banging, banging it, it out, out on the Hollow Suite. Yeah. yeah. All right, guards in World War Two. Makes sense to me. Makes sense to me. Yep. So yeah, so they show up on the planet Sorifis. You see, actually, no, didn't we skip a scene where, like, I guess, um, Cork is bringing everybody drinks, and he brings Romulan ale and this, that, and the other thing, and he says, "And a bubble soda for the young lady," and she throws it in his face. Yeah, like I am not a young lady. I'm young, but I'm, I'm also. Yeah, a raging bitch. Well, she's just, I mean, we all know what she's doing. She's trying to prove that she's like an adult and stuff and yeah. belongs. So, you know, but. Those, yeah. those bubble drinks are pretty good. I mean, they looked tasty. I, I imagine it's. Like, pretty- the like the Vietnamese place with the little. Yeah. Gelatin shit at the bottom. Yeah. I imagined it was like Space Clearly Canadian because Space Clearly can, can, clearly Canadian was hot at the time. Do you remember Clearly Canadian? The, mm-hmm. the flavored, yeah. sparkling bubble drink. That's what I imagine it was like, because all the kids drank clearly Canadian back in the day, son. Yeah. Word. We used to get ours at the commissary, because it was cheap. My moms would buy it as a special treat. <laughs> Good times. Yeah, clearly Canadian. Mm, yes, it was the Zima of, uh, of sodas. It was like, well... Like, it was like the, the gateway yes. drink. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we thought that if you mix the two, like nobody would know that you were actually drinking Zima. Oh, see, I, so I, I see, I, I didn't know it was used as a cover. Well, that's what we did. Like I said, it didn't work so well. So, you know, <laughs> I, I tr- like I was legal when Zima came out, and so it wasn't like again. I, I have no idea how old that is. <laughs> he's, he's anywhere. Yes, Ben is a time lord. He is the Highlander. <laughs> See, I was, I was only born like, well, I haven't been born yet, like 2021, but wibbly wobbly stuff. But See, yeah, I don't know that. I don't know what you're talking I'd rather just have you be a Highlander. That, that works. I was, you know, born near Loch Moran. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, with the, uh, the Zima stuff, though, I, I had it, I, like I drank some, like I was at a party or something. Mm-hmm. And somebody brought some, and it was like, "Oh, Zima! I've seen the television advertisements for the." Okay, yeah, that was. <laughs> I have witnessed your marketing campaign, sir. This is good stuff. No, I wouldn't go as far as to say good stuff. But it was a good, but I mean, it was a it was good. Drinkable. It was a good time to be clear, because clearly Canadian and clear Pepsi and Zima, mm-hmm. like clear, was hot. Do you remember the SNL spoof commercial for clear? Pines, clear, clear gravy. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> It was the best. Yeah. It just was just ooze. It was great. It's the greatest time to be alive. Yes, it was clear. Everything was clear. I was, I was working in the grocery store at that time, so I remember the wave after wave of clear products that came into the store. 
it got so bad at one point. Clear was so hot that at our senior prom, our prom colors were uh, black, red, and clear. Clear, <laughs> clear was our prom color. And, and me being the, I mean, I'm pretty much the same dick I was at 39 than I am at th- 17. Yeah. I stood up and I was like, huh, I have a question about the prom colors. Uh, I don't know where you come from, but where I come from, clear isn't a color. And like, if I, <laughs> and like, if I wore a clear like tuxedo, I probably would be lady because I'd be nude. And like, I just was being a total dick and stuff like that. Yeah. And it was pretty fun. Yeah, but process went into that though. Like, what what was clear? Clear was like, hot, son. That's what it was. It was hot fire. No, but how could they work that into the problem? Je- Jenny, that's that was my whole beef with it. And like, people were telling me to shut up and sit down, and I was like, I'm not going to shut up and sit down. This isn't right, man. Like, you're I was, the guy that stood up and said the emperor is not wearing clothes. Exactly. And then I made the, <laughs> no, he's I made, wearing clear clothes. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, I made the senior class president cry because uh, she was bummed out that I was being a jerk. Funny enough, uh, my wife is, her family is friends with their family. So like I, she was at my wedding, like the girl I made cry at our senior class meeting. Was that her wedding? Did she just sit there though the whole time and just, just like. I was like, hey, I'm, I was going to wear a clear tuxedo. Because <laughs> you were right. You were right. You were right. But yeah, so I get it clear stupid idiots but yeah so anywho um so, so yeah uh, what was the the thing though on the bridge when uh o'brien's trying to get out of the trip where it was right after i'm like, oh, already way past that man I'm yeah so they're point. on the trip they get down there and this is this episode has never sat well with me um because it you've got these little factions like i said it was almost like you know how we'd said new jersey new york are mm-hmm. you I can kind of see that because you're post-war, whatever, right? But these are planets. There's orbital facilities. They're in a space age, right? But you still have these little backwards-ass villages, you know, where, ooh, uh, we called you for our medical emergency because the storyteller has fallen ill and only he can protect us. Mm-hmm. It's like, we have backwards-ass villages all yeah. over our planet in this country. Yeah, yeah, but we don't have warp drive. We don't have a giant space station with a wormhole. Yeah, but I don't think they had warp drive either, dude. They, they just came down to help out because something. I don't even know why they were there, really. If, if you think back to, uh, to TNG when they introduced the Bajorans, that was one of the things that was so tragic about the occupation is that the Bajorans – were this super advanced, like when we, I think Picard said when we were, you know, still crawling around in the mud, they were, they had space flight. They have some of the, you know, they're one of the oldest civilizations and they had all yeah, this. But, okay. But look at Greece now, like t- take a look at Greece. You know what I mean? Like Greece was, you know, one of the first enlightened societies. Now they can't balance a checkbook and like people don't work there anymore. And they just ride in the streets all the time. Cause their money's well, not. Yeah, but, I mean, again, the Greeks didn't have, Space travel. But still, civilizations can fall. Yes. No matter where I, they I, are. I, I get that. Especially and, if they're being dominated by the Kardashians. And they're you know, big... And they're big all those big... <laughs> those booties are going everywhere. And, and it's just like, no, Kanye's showing up. Your entire society collapses. Yeah. <laughs> Every time Kanye shows up, society collapses. And he's got to remix his album to put it back out so it's perfect. Mm-hmm. It, and like, then he shows up 
you know, you, you can't buy it on any platform yeah. except for some make-believe thing that just came out. But it, no, but it's just that you, I just don't see though as advanced as we see Bajor be in later episodes. It's like, I don't think they really knew what Bajor was yet. Yeah, well, think about it like this. Um, I can see where you're coming from, but to play devil's advocate, like there are still people that have dial-up internet. There are still people that pay for AOL. You know what I mean? Like just because yeah. just because your cities may be the most advanced places in the entire world, there may be segments of your populace that are still struggling to catch up. So this would be like to go with the New York analogy. So this is like Long Island. Like, you so know, it's of- just kind of, kind of like a crappy cesspool of people that like think they're cool, but they're really not because they live on Long Island. But like, yo, I'm from New York. It's like, no, you know, you live in – you know, Mass will peak while you dick. You know what I mean? Like, nobody cares about you. Just shut up, you know? See, I was thinking, because I, and it's kind of funny that I had just read about this place today called Tristan de Cunha. Mm-hmm. And it's this British protectorate that's uh, a thousand miles from St. Helena in the middle mm-hmm. of the South Atlantic. And they've got like 300 people who live there. And it's just this rural little place, and like they were colonized there, like when when Napoleon was in Saint Helena, yeah. and then like when they closed up shops, some of the soldiers stayed. They brought women folk and some cows and yeah. set up a community there, and they've been there. And like the volcano, it's a little volcanic island, and it was going to blow up back in the 1960s. This sounds like a Star Trek episode. <laughs> so so Britain, Britain sent ships and brought the entire population to England. And so then the volcano was blowing up and stuff. And then when it was over, and it's like, okay, it's safe to go back. And but of course, you probably want to stay here with our wonderful land of 1961. Yeah. And they were like, eh, fuck this. We want to go home. This is that's that's every Star Trek episode, isn't it? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, and so this was like a real life one. So maybe I I can kind of see that this is the Bajoran equivalent of those Tristan de Cunha people, or, or it could just be as simple as they haven't figured out Bajor yet, like one or the other. Because I mean, like, <laughs> I like how we switched positions. Yeah, but I'm, but I'm just saying it's like it could be either one, really. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I'm just playing devil's advocate yeah. at this point. I'm but just I, trying to make. I'm just trying to make the podcast longer, Ben. Gee, shoot the messenger. Because I mean, I, I, I like, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go, 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 go. No, it's just I. I think that it was. It's definitely um, from the writer standpoint. I think they were still trying to figure out how devastated Bajor was mm-hmm. and how backwards this place is. And I mean, they always they recon everything. You know what I mean? Like they think about like. For how long did it take them to get the Ferengi right, you know? Oh, yeah. 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 Well, it took them seven years. <laughs> yeah. Because it was after TNG went away and they showed up on this. Because this series is where the, the Ferengi really just explode. Yeah, they're great. Mm-hmm. It, they You couldn't have this show. I forget who it was was talking about I another podcast from like five years ago. What? You listen to another podcast? But it's from five years ago, so it doesn't count. But they, they were talking about other stuff. And they just happened to mention that, you know, one, the guy, the host of this was thinking that DS9 is the most underrated and probably the best Star Trek out there. Mm-hmm. And two, he was, the reason he was talking about it, because he's talking about uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. The okay. series. And Armin Sherman was the second principal on that series. Okay. And he's the Ferengi? 
and he's yeah he's the uh, he's quark and they were saying how great of an actor he is and how basically what he brought to buffy you know was so great but at the same time what he brought to star trek the you know ds9 mm-hmm. you it you couldn't have ds9 be as successful as it was or even good without him bringing what he yeah. brought to the series. He's so far, he's my favorite cast member. Yeah. Cause he's kind of, and you see a lot of them for a season. Like he's a pretty prominent player. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, they, I mean, we've already had the grand Nagus episode we've yeah. had. I mean, you know, all these things were, and it just gets more. And it's kind of weird for me because much like how I started to resent the Klingons on TNG, because it turned into like the happy Klingon hour mm-hmm. and, Oh, let's learn more about the Klingons this week. When we start doing that with the Ferengi, I don't mind as, and that's as much as I dislike the Ferengi from Ben. We all know why it's because you hate yeah. Klingons. You're a Klingon racist. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. You came into it with a bias. Well, they killed from... my son. Yeah. <laughs> Klingon bastards killed my son. Yes. I mean, you know, and they don't hate them. them. Don't trust them. Let them die. Wow. I'll just call I see. I like the Klingons. So. Yeah. That's just me. That's because you're I, not a racist. Look, I, I'm not I a Klingon know. racist. Some of my best friends are Klingons. I got <laughs> Klingons work on on my starships. Are you gonna Are you gonna build Are you gonna build a space wall? Some of my best <laughs> Some of my best house cleaners in my ships. Oh. Is, is, is Klingons. Ugh. And I'm, go- I'm going to build a neutral zone. Ugh, ben. The Federation and Klingon <laughs> space. And I'm going to make Klingon pay for it. <laughs> I'm going to make Klingon pay for it. The guy's like, what, me? I'm not paying for that. That's ridiculous. I am. Um, <laughs> good episode. Back in the old days that we didn't know what, there was no name for the Klingon home world. Yes, so it was just the Klingon home world. Klingon. It was, well, you know, before that, it was, it was the Klingon home world was Klingon. Klingon. And in some books, it was Kling. <laughs> Kling. Like, you, you, uh, uh, you know, what is it? A bounce fabric software could just wipe out the entire planet because no more Kling. Ooh. That was horrible. No, okay. But yeah, uh, Quark, not in this episode too much. No, but we see him enough and it's good. Yeah. I'm satisfied. He's there to get his check. Yep, he's there. He's like, hey, cool, what's up? Throw a drink on me, I'm out. I'll be on vacation, biatch. And then he goes do his thing. And then, uh, but yeah, so we're way past that one already. And so we have, um, who do they look like? We have the one guy, the older dude. And then we have Space Rob Schneider there too, who's checking out Space Christopher Lee, who's laying in bed. And he's all like, oh man, I'm going to die and stuff. Someone please help me. I mean- I'm so old. I gotta get to the show tonight, bro. Because if I don't, everybody's gonna die. And, oh, O'Brien's here. You're my uh, successor, or whatever. And O'Brien's like, huh? It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're the dude now. Like, you're the what term were they calling him, Ben? I, I'm looking for this. He's uh, well, you the look. Sarah. I'm gonna. This is the case Sarah. of Sarah. Sarah. That's right. I'm gonna get case a drink. I'm gonna get a drink real quick. I'll be right back. And should we pause? I love when he does this. He just gets up and walks away. He's like, he, has, he has no idea that, uh, that right now I'm talking about masturbatory acts with farm animals. You were going to do that anyway. I know. It's no. It just I didn't think about him being Christopher Lee. That, that's kind of funny. Because now I'm thinking like Johnny Depp stuff and from Chocolate Factory. 
Oh God! Don't even talk about right? that. Right, and he's like the old dentist dude, and probably one of Christopher Lee's best roles, I think. Shut the fuck up, man! Yeah, I, I think it was one of Christopher Lee's best parts, and uh, what he Ooh, brought to awful. what he brought to Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, though, he, that gravitas that he had in in that I don't know the Lord of the Rings thing that Chris that was okay. Yeah, Christopher Lee's awesome, but dude was metal as hell. Yeah, he's great. Yes. I mean, well, I, he's, I, he's dead now. Well, yeah. I mean, he was the he was the first. He was the first Dracula with fangs. Yeah. Well, they want you to think he's dead, but nobody that awesome is dead. Because uh, the the Dracula before the Hammer Horror flicks didn't have fangs, so Christopher Lee was one of the first Draculas with actual fangs. What flick did? It, what about uh, Bella Lugosi? Did no it? fangs. Nope. The uh, Hammer Horror really? Hammer Horror introduced the fangs on screen. I had no idea. I learned it from Sven Gulli, son. Yeah. Informative and educational. Mm. I don't think we get this Sven Gulli thing. I know. You got it. It's awesome. Me TV, son. Do you have cable? Yeah. We have, we have Dish. It might, I'll, look, I'll look into it for you. Okay. All right. Thank you. Dish. Next, I, we have Me TV here, or Antenna TV is what we have here. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Antenna TV is not bad. Yeah. That's when I was uh, cutting the cable. I, uh, yeah. Watch broadcast channels. They, that's how, that's why I have it because I cut the cable, baby. Yeah. They, um, Antenna TV has um, Johnny Carson. Ah, oh, that makes it worth it right there. Yeah, it's got John, Johnny Carson, and I think on Saturdays, Fridays and Saturdays, it's like the old ninety-minute Carsons. Oh, jeez. Yeah, which they, yeah, so it's cool. But that's, any, that's the thing is Carson was on when I mean he was ending when DS Nine was coming on. And so that, that just takes me back because that DS9 and, and Carson, great era. I remember I used, to, I used to watch Carson when I was a kid during the summer and stuff. It was cool. Mm-hmm. And then I would get bummed out that he was never there, and I would wonder why he's never there. <laughs> but then it's because he's on summer vacation, so it always kind of ruined it for me. Why the hell is Joan Rivers here again? <laughs> Joan Rivers. I love Joan Rivers, though. I was really sad when she died. That was a yeah. real – that was a bummer. Yeah. She had always been there, man. Joan Rivers always. She was like the first, like Perez Hilton kind of TMZ. Like she started all that shit. Yeah, yeah. Like I remember that original show she had on E was like when she would just make. They would just show people on the runway, and she would just make fun of them. Like, and that was no. It was like there was no flashy production, or like there was no clever names of segments. It was just like, oh, look at this bitch. (laughs) It was like that was the whole show. It was like it was awesome. Like just Joe Rivers being snarky, it was awesome. Go back though and look though at some of her old stuff, the old black and white stuff when she was doing stand up. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's incredible. Oh, she's amazing. Like Joe Rivers is awesome. She was a trailblazer too. Yeah. I mean, her somebody like her and Phyllis Diller though. I yeah. mean, back mm-hmm. back when broads were expected to keep their mouths shut, you know, they're on stage making snarky ass uh, comments mm-hmm. and just changing the world yeah she's all awesome. i love joan rivers joan rivers is I, mean, awesome. I, I if you're a female comedian today and you don't appreciate what joan rivers did for you regardless of what you think of her you know later on you you have to appreciate oh dude even later on when she was doing that fashion police show with like kelly uh osborne and stuff she was still just fucking killing it like just mm-hmm. the stuff that was coming out of her mouth was just so obscene it was like wow dude this mm-hmm. is just awesome yeah I love Joan Rivers. I was really bummed out when she died. Like, I guess one of her Netflix, I guess her last, she has a special on Netflix and I just haven't had the, 
power to bring myself to watch because it would just bum me. Yeah, <laughs> like you all did. It's like I know some people who refuse to watch the last season of a show. Yeah, they know it's the last season because yeah. if you watch it, then it ends. But if you yeah. don't watch it, then it's there's always a little bit more. So as long as you don't watch that Joan Rivers special, there's just a little exactly. bit more of Joan. Yeah. Joan, Joan Rivers. She was on the center square of Hollywood Squares when I was growing up. That was God. awesome. See, I had Paul Lind in the center. Oh, yeah, Paul. He's real gay. Circle <laughs> 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 gets the square. <laughs> That's a really good Paul Lind. That's awesome. <laughs> it's such a waste. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> no one ever gets Paul Lind. See, now they just think you're doing the, uh, the alien from uh, American, American Dead. Yeah, which that guy does a great Paul Lynn. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, he really does. And see, the thing, for the longest time, though, like I have to have trigger words to get a voice. Mm-hmm. For him, the only thing I could do was because he was Uncle Arthur, is the Oh Sammy. So I'd have to kick it off with it. Oh, Sammy. I and thought, well, he I, was, but what, Uncle Arthur, what show was that? Bewitched. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, I remember him being on Bewitched. Uh-huh. I just, for, I yeah, just, right. I just yeah, forgot yeah. his character's name. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it, I love though that every show cast him as ambiguously straight. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Not ambiguously gay. No, no, he, he, he was flaming, but it was like, well, he, he might be straight. Well, you couldn't do that back then. That's why. Well, it's like though. What's his name? Uh, Tony uh, Randall. So many times you were like, eh. Tony Randall ain't gay. I know he's not, but so many of his characters. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You were like, what's... Yeah. Sydney? Like, like Felix? Come on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a reason he got a divorce. Come well, on. The, well, that was the thing, too. I saw this <laughs> I saw this, um, this blooper reel where uh, they were talking about it, and, and the studio kept... The studio introduced the Pigeon Sisters and gave them girlfriends and stuff because... Like they thought it was too close to being like a homosexual relationship. So in a lot of the bloopers, it's like Felix and Oscar like kissing for a reason, just because like <laughs> just to make people like uncomfortable. It was really great. That's awesome. And, and most of the most of the blooper reel is just uh, Tony Randall saying shit, and that's like three fourths of it, which is still awesome because it's so out of character for Felix Unger. You know, mm-hmm. I can just though the voice though because I I'm I've loved watching Tony Randall over the years, and so the idea of his voice just I'm sure it would just be a quick yeah. little. Shit. I love Tony Randall. I love that show. It's so great. great it's, the show is so well written. Like it was awesome. I love that show so much because I, I remember when I was a kid, he used to show up on Conan O'Brien all the time for no reason because he didn't have anything. And then, like, I read an interview with him later. It's not like he had anything new coming out. Like, what happened was, I guess Conan had him on, and he was funny, and he lived, like, right up the street from the studio, and he was always like, if you bring me a car, (laughs) I'll do it. So, like, anytime they needed a guest, they would just call Tony Randall. That's awesome. You don't get that anymore. I mean, the talk shows now, if they're not selling something. Yeah, they're not there. I mean, but, I mean, talk about Carson, you come back to that. Buddy Hackett, how many times was was Buddy Hackett the guest or – Oh, the, I mean, God, I can't even remember half of them. I mean, uh, Steve, uh, Steve Martin, uh, the the drunk, uh, the Rat Pack. Uh, we watched his show. Dean Martin. It was a long road. I had to get there. You confuse me so much half the time just because you throw out the wrong names, and I'm like, what the fuck are you even trying to say? So, but that's why you just be quiet. And let me get there. It's like sex. <laughs> quiet. Let yeah, me get I, there. But, I didn't want to reveal that on the show, but yeah. <laughs> We'll cut it out. 
Oh, Sammy. <laughs> Take it to a new level. But, um, but no, I get what you're saying. Yeah, like guys, we just show. You know, they would just show because they were friends. Yeah. Friends of the show type thing. He's like, oh, yeah, you know, Buddy Haggett's. And there's like a guy thing, Jonathan Winters. Well, you know, I'll be at the, uh, the Glades Motel uh, March 3rd through 15th. Well, it was a different, I mean, and I think we've talked about that a lot. Like, it was a different time then. Like, you just had guys and gals who made a living just as character actors. Like, they never, like, they didn't start somewhere. Like, they were just always kind of in the middle. There's a a documentary about character actors, and I think it has, like, 20 of them. And I forget it. It was called something like That Guy, What's His Name, or That Guy Was In in that thing. Yeah. I'll look at it. I'll tweet about it later. But I mean, and it was just basically a documentary about all of these character actors from, you know, days gone by that you see their names and you're like, I have no idea who this is. But as soon as you see their face, you're like, Oh my God. Oh, there's that guy from that thing. My favorite. I always bring him up. My favorite example of that is Philip Bombay. Dr. Philip Bombay was on everything he was on bewitched he's you'd see he's like a redhead like a ginger british guy like uh-huh. a big redheaded ginger i'll find a picture of him real fast if you don't know who i'm talking about but like you talking about? He, maybe maybe jenny doesn't yeah yeah i don't i don't, I don't matter yeah he's he's in everything yeah it's like but you realize it Dr. Philip Bombay. But yeah, he's on it. Like he was on, he's been on Columbo like three or four times playing different characters. And it's like, how do they do that? Like, and then he'd show up on Bewitched and then he'd show up on, you know, Hogan's Heroes. And then he's on, he was on everything. It's crazy. It was actually, I think he was in one of those beach party movies or whatever. Um, as, as a witch doctor, because the I don't know who was the guy that was in the Annette Funicello and yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Frankie Avalon so, Frankie yeah, yeah. Avalon so Frankie Avalon was trying to get some potion so you know whatever some love potion mm-hmm. to make the chickies love him or to make of him course. surf that better was the style of the time. I don't know what it was some roofy thing <laughs> it was a roofy thing and so he went to the witch doctor to get it and the witch doctor Doctor Philip Bombay there he is Doctor right Bombay. Right? Yeah, he's everybody. And so then, though, while he was doing it, you know, he's like, oh, well, at the end of it, the big joke was you'll have to talk to my friend because she's the the witch doctor's doctor. She's the the witchiest of them all. And they're like, oh, we don't have time for that. And they leave. And then Samantha shows up. And it's like, I thought she said there was somebody who needed me. And he's like, well, they they live. And it was just like a little gag for if if you watched The Witch. They're like, oh, it's, it's, it's Elizabeth. She, Elizabeth Montgomery is so hot. Like just, I, I mean, she's amazingly beautiful. Watch like, the first season in black and white. Yeah, know. it's awesome. Beautiful. Oh, I did. It was on MeTV. Like the original MeTV lineup <laughs> when we moved here was Bewitched. It was on at eight o'clock and I watched it every night. It was unbelievable. But like Dr. Philip Bombay is an actor by the name of Bernard Fox, who yeah. has been on Bewitched, Hogan's Heroes, Columbo, Andy Griffin, Knight Rider, F Troop, Dick Van Dyke, Perry Mason, McHale's Navy, Man from Uncle, I Dream of Jeannie, The Monkees, The Danny Thomas Show, MASH, um, um, What's Happening. I mean, he's even been on Dharma and Greg. (laughs) (laughs) This dude, I mean, he's... He made the ultimate transition, though. He, He did Bewitched and I Dream of Jeannie. Yeah. 
So he could go both the, ways. Well, that was always the big debate, though, because they were on opposite networks, and it was, you know, who was hotter? Who would you want? Samantha Stevens or Jeannie? Uh, you know, man, that that's a good question. It, it's like the old Ginger or Marianne question. I go Mary. I go Ginger. I go Ginger every time. I go Marianne. Mm, I like Ginger. She's foxy. I say I like Marianne because she's the girl next door. You know, I don't like that. I can see the girl next door. Next door. I don't care about her. I want to see. Well, yeah, some foxy but I mean, she was still she was cute and and, and, and triangle boobs. Well, see, you know, yeah, but Ginger's probably been banged by every guy. I don't care. I'm, you know what? I, I'm, sh- I'm sure the girl next door has too. She's just, she's just banged by a bunch of unknown guys. Exactly. So I, I don't want to be hitting something that Rock Hudson has no. been in. No, Rock Hudson was nowhere near that. I know. <laughs> I love, I love, uh, I, I, I love, 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 love Ginger. And then with, see, the thing about I Dream of Jeannie is like Jeannie's really hot. But her outfit is not provocative, but they try really hard to make it provocative. Like if you they look to at push the limit. Yeah, if you look at the way it's cut, it looks like there's more skin that's exposed. It's not. And but I just I love Elizabeth Montgomery. She's beautiful. Mm. Yeah. It's really sad. It is. She's dead. Well, she died. She had cancer, I think. She had colon cancer. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful lady. But anywho, so back to this episode. Um, well, yeah, there was a Star Trek episode or something. that. We well, there's, well there's, there's three things going on here, like I said, two of which kind of coincide with one another. Um, uh, the, the, the prissy young girl who is running this colony is, is storming down the promenade, and she's seen by two young boys. Oh, by, yeah. By, um, by Cisco's kid and then by the other guy, the Ferengi kid, and they get in. Nog and the other kid get instant boners and they're like, yo, we got to talk to that girl, son. And then they just kind of harass her for the rest of the episode. But she likes it because she's never gets to hang out with kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's okay to, to put up with some sexual harassment when you're a teenage girl because you don't get it at home. Yes. And so that it's okay. I mean, that's been established, though, that that was Jog, uh, Jog, Nog and Jake's uh, hangout. Yeah. Like there's a celebrity couple named Jog. Yeah. Or, uh, Nake. When they, they merge into their ultimate form. Yeah. Like that's, that's Nake. I like Nake. I like Nake. Nake. <laughs> so Nake are hanging out, you know, and they hang out and watch, you know, chicks on the yeah. promenade. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, because I know uh, Sister they're, complained about it. They're horny boys. Like, that's what horny yeah. boys do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, at least at least she is good looking. But then, the, as soon as I saw him, because they were talking about playing baseball on the holodeck, I thought this was going to be that episode of The Simpsons where Millhouse disses Bart for the girlfriend. And my instant reaction was, "Oh, The Simpsons did it!" Like, here it goes. Like, <laughs> but it wasn't that. At, at any point, it looked like they were kind of uh, cock blocking each other. Like they were both kind of pursuing the same girl. Yeah. You well, know? I mean, the thing was, is that Jake, I don't think, was trying as hard. Because he didn't have to try. He's just a smoother character. Yeah, because he's not an ugly fucking Ferengi. Yeah. Yeah, well, see, the, yeah but they don't think of themselves as ugly. Well, other people do. When you, do, well, when you they, have yeah. razor-sharp teeth and testicles sticking out of your forehead and a curtain to cover up your butt cheek head, you're an ugly fella. But that yeah. girl seemed to be into it. Like, when she finally started talking to him, she was just like... He's all right. He's got, yeah. a, nice, he's got a nice set of lobes. Yeah. All right, well, I, I don't know. I, Me neither, but you know what, man? I'm not here to judge. It's not a beauty pageant because they're all underage, and I would go to jail, and I don't want to do that. 
So, um, yeah. but yeah, so they, they, they go off and do young people stuff, which I think is good for her. And then the whole time they're doing young people stuff, Jake is talking about his dad and how awesome he is, which has got to be a bummer to a girl that has no parents because they've been murdered viciously by the Cardassians. Or, you know, your nog and, you know. Your dad's like, an idiot. <laughs> your dad's an mm-hmm. idiot and a criminal. Yes. And even, even Nog at some point just goes, stop talking about your dad. God, he sucks. It's <laughs> not that fucking cool, man, for real. Cast a peanut fucking cock blocker. <laughs> what, are you trying to get your dad laid here, bro? You know, my dad's like captain of this entire fucking space. No, thing. Jenny, he's a commander because it's racist. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a racist episode of Star yeah. Trek. Sorry, I forgot. <laughs> when he finally does get promoted, spoiler. They oh go to. just ruined it. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, my best friend and I was, move freaking time. Jeez Louise, guys. It's supposed to be the future. Station commanders are not commanders. Station commanders are captains or commanders. <laughs> They should be senior to the captains who come into their stations. And so TNG really ruined this for everyone. Wow, but that was really good. I and mean, the funny part is you didn't even really try that hard to do that. Like, it just happened naturally. Because it was a recounting of an yeah. actual conversation that was had. And he probably yeah. represses that kind of many, stuff, like, on a daily times. basis. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> it's just, like, just open the floodgate and let it all out at once. He's got to cover his mouth. <laughs> stop! Stop talking. Do not nerd that. out. Then I, I was clean and sober for nine years, and then this show You're started. It's, I mean, you know, you've made some good friends. I have. It was worth. I it. mean, you have a, a beautiful girlfriend. You have a, a beautiful guy friend, and uh, <laughs> and he's uh, not on the show tonight. Yeah, I know it's a bummer, Dennis. I miss his beautiful face. Um, but yeah, so it worked out well for everybody, I think. And you have a, a listenership that's in the thousands, you know, weekly. I have random, I have random people talking to me on the internets. Yes, you know. That I don't understand. Me neither, but you just kind of nod and uh-huh and just do a LOL smiley face show. They're going to text me that you're going to sex me. You know what I mean? That's all you do. You just ha-ha, LOL smiley face. I, I honestly don't even like Star Trek. I, I make it up. I read the wiki before each show and mm-hmm. just try to throw in some buzzwords. It's, You're just that great of an actor that you fake it. I am. You know? it's, I've actually never watched an episode. You're more of a Babylon 5 guy. <laughs> I've always been, yeah, when it comes, well, that's a debate for another show. But. I've never seen Babylon 5. Well, you've watched DS9, haven't you, first season? I'm in the process. That's, well, yeah, because... Oh, it, no, he went there. Okay, so... Um, <laughs> the creator of Babylon 5 goes... Mike, J. Michael Straczynski. Right, and if you read some of his comics, they're really good, too. But um, That's debatable. I like them. So that's, goes, that Spider-Man thing that he did was all... <laughs> that's neither here nor there. So he's shopping around the sci-fi show, right? And it's basically... He has a binder with a story, the five-year story... Boom, here's the, you know, this is the thing. But I can f- break out at any time if I need to. I have fail safes for all the stuff. But here's the story. There's a station. There's these characters. There's, you know, all these different things. And he goes to the networks. He's shopping around the pilot, right? He's mm-hmm. trying to sell this thing. Can't sell it to save his shit. He goes to Paramount. Paramount, of course, turns him down because they're like, oh, actually, we kind of have a thing. Want a space station? 
right? And immediately after that, they announce DS9 coming out. Hmm. And it's one of those things where it's like, you know, there's no proof they stole it, but these two shows premiered within like a month of each other. Interesting. And it was one of those things where Star Trek has never been about a space station, and then suddenly they get the idea okay. about a space station. But if they premiere like within a month of each other, this right. other guy's already got his story planned out. All he needs to do is make it at this point. Yeah, but he went in and told them the whole story, so all they have to do is write a season's worth of scripts. And mm-hmm. start, I mean, the production time on it, if you look at this, between the time of that meeting and when he goes to air versus when DS9 is announced and they go to air, it, it gets. It's the build, it's, it's the Bilderbergs, bro. It is. It's, a, it's a, after the after the first the top the Illuminati. They grow into separate series, but it's just that initial premise. You know, three points like but a is, triangle. Didn't the, didn't yeah. the same didn't the same thing happen in um with Trek and Lost in Space? Exactly. Roddenberry was trying to sell Star Trek. And when he went around, he went to CBS. And that's why I hate that CBS owns Star Trek now. Do all the different rights things and Viacom and this and that. But back in the day, when he was shopping, CBS turned him down. Well, they said no because they had Lost in Space. We No, they said no because we have our own space show. And then all of a sudden, Irwin Allen and shit out of uh, shit. See, but the thing is, I love Irwin Allen, so I got no beef with that guy. Like, Well, I, I just... But there's really no similarity between Lost and Space. Like, I can see your comparison between DS9 and Babylon 5. Right. It's just that the reason they turned it down was so they could do their own thing and make more money on it. And I've always thought of... I mean, they're two different shows. They're apples and oranges. You oh, totally. Uh-huh. Yeah, but to, more of a family comedy, one's supposed to be drama and space. Yeah, but, but to be fair, the first season of Lost in Space is dark as fuck. It's they're a, trying to be serious. Yeah, it's in black and white. It's super serious. Like, basically, the whole premise of Dr. Smith in the original couple episodes is he's just going to murder the family. Like, that's yeah. it. Like, that's it. Looking, looking for a way to murder them. So <laughs> he can get back to Earth. Yeah, and that this whole mission is a failure. Yeah, he be- he becomes like a, like a laughable foible later on. And to be fair, he played both really well. Yeah. Like, he was awesome. I love Dr. Smith. He's great. Yeah, right. And what's his name? Uh, uh, another yeah. one of those guys that was just in everything. He was in Twilight Zone. He was in ba- uh, Battlestar Galactica. He played Lucifer. Man, let me look it up. Dr. Smith, because it's going to... I think it might be Jonathan Smith. It's Jonathan something. Jonathan Harris? Jonathan Harris. Is it? Yes. Jonathan Harris. God, we're losers. (laughs) Oh, the pain! The pain! I love him. He's awesome, though. Another, uh, again, after first season, he becomes ambiguously straight. Yeah, he's awesome. He's so great, though. It's like, uh, what are he and the I would not. I, I love Dr. Smith. He's, he's such a coward. It's awesome. He's like a, he's like a human version of Scooby-Doo, but he uses really big words. You know? Yes, he's got a huge vocabulary, but he's like a, 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 a bumbling coward. It's awesome. But he's Andy, a doctor. The man is a medical doctor. He's really great, Doctor Doctor Smith. Danger, danger. I love that show. But um, but but I mean, to be fair, back then in the uh, '60s or whatever, there was three networks. So if one network had a space show, you're kind of fucked. 
Yeah. <laughs> like then you'd be like, oh, you're like that other space show. So at least when with Babylon Five and D, you had because I think Babylon Five was on what TNT. It was syndicated. Okay, because I remember it being on TNT eventually. Was it part of like the action pack or what? There was like you'd get the syndication package every week, yeah. and you'd have like these, you know, Xena, Hercules. Okay. You know, you'd have the Briscoe Kid. <laughs> so it, it was, I think it was one of those things. Was it really a network mm-hmm. thing? Because TNG kind of established that non-network network. Yeah. And then DS9 kind of followed on with that. But then they just, they just put, what's it called, on UPN? Um, well, Voyager was the uh, cornership or cornerstone show of... Uh, UPN. UPN. Yeah, and the new Twilight Zone. Because I used to watch Voyager, and then immediately after that, I'd watch the new Twilight Zone. Was that the one with Forrest Whitaker? Yes. Let me get that I think going. Yeah, I love Forrest Whitaker, but that doesn't make sense to me. Was that any good at all, or was it just skip it and watch you the know, old ones? Because you've had like what, like three versions? Because you had the original, then you had the and then there was the eighties, the version, CBS right? version in the eighties. Mm-hmm. I can't remember when the Shadow Man, if that was in the eighties or I don't remember two thousands. Uh, that doesn't even count. Um, uh, uh, night. Uh, what's the other one? Night Gallery. Yeah, Night Gallery. Well, that was you know Rod Serling, so. Yeah. Yeah, but the nine calories hit or miss. Yeah. yeah. And, and then there was something like a night gallery thing. God, I can't remember, but it was definitely one of those type shows, but the guy was like a Vietnam vet. Okay. Like, like part of the My Lai massacre or something, and he helped cover it up or something, and he feels guilty about it, and then his son's little green army men come to life and seek vengeance on him. Like there's one day he's out working on – the car or something, he looks up, he sees smoke and he runs out because, oh, the props are on fire and he runs out there and there's this little scale size village, Vietnam village mm. that's been burnt. Oh my God. It's like, Tommy, what the hell are you doing out there? Smacking his kid around. But it, and so at the end of it, the big finale is the army men come to life and they're shooting him and the helicopters are flying and stuff. And he, ah! <laughs> when they find him, he just lost his mind and died. That's awesome. Okay, so there was... Anyway. There, was, there was the original series from 59 to 64. Then there was the first revival from 85 to 89. Yep, that's the CBS um, version. And then there was the Rod Serling's Lost Classic, which came out in 94. I don't know anything about that. And then there's the second revival, 2002-2003, with Forrest Whitaker. And that was on UPN. Yes, that was on UPN. And then that only ran for 43 episodes. Yep. I saw them all dead man's eyes because yeah um and the night gallery it was an hour show but then uh in syndication they cut it down to 30 minutes and it's, it doesn't play right no it's it's, it's off but and any there's so many shows that were an hour show that they cut to half hour in syndication that i've later because of netflix have gone back and watched the full episodes it's like, oh, that's what it was. And it's like, yeah, it's well, even Star Trek. If you watch some of the classic Trek, watch it on Netflix now because they're uncut. Yeah, and it's not the Star Trek you saw, probably. Interesting. Now we have it like uh, the HD cleaned up version. Yeah, with the new special effects. Yeah, mm-hmm. which are brilliant. I usually hate going back to fix stuff, but I, I think it was brilliant. Mm-hmm. It just works out well because it's not like they tried too too hard. It's uh. It's like they just kind of they they kind of polished it almost. Yeah, mm-hmm. if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. 
I, I hate that I don't think they're going to do this with DS9. Like how they did with TNG, so? where they did all seven seasons, to the the Blu-ray quality or whatever. Yeah. Was it just not popular enough? I don't. Yeah, I don't think they'll do that for the rest of the series. I think the Enterprise was actually shot in HD. So. I think so too. Yeah, you don't have to clean it up, but yeah. I don't think you'll see DS9 clean. Another up. fifty years or so, they'll go through and do them all again. And Avery Brooks would die. There'll be a big. You know, Shatner will put out a petition to get himself in the show, and they'll reshoot it and just stick him where Avery Brooks is. Yeah. <laughs> well, they'll have the CGI William Shatner from 1966. Yeah. So he's young and good looking and everything, mm-hmm. and so he's in all the shots instead yeah. of Avery Brooks. So, um, so back to the episode. I was telling someone recently, like, um, they were talking about Dorshrek. I did a podcast called uh, Mind Grenade recently and he was like you know what I, I find people that aren't star trek fans like your show more because you don't really harp on the star trek stuff too much i was like well yeah i mean like you can get that anywhere you know what i mean you like watch, you can watch the show on netflix <clears throat> you can listen to 50 other podcasts that give you a detailed synopsis of well the true meaning of you know dude, Jake and Cisco's uh, relationship as father and son, when we look at the deeper aspects and the, re- the budding relationship between O'Brien and Bashir, uh, as we reflect on the, the homo crisis of the 90s, and as a homosexual male, how you had to really hide that status in the 90s because we were coming off the Holocaust of AIDS in, in the 80s. And so it was very brave of them to even broach a subject like this. Uh, and what were your feelings on that, Bob? Yeah. And see, there's plenty of shows. <laughs> and the funny part is, like, there's uh, on, on, on MeTV on Saturdays, they run uh, commercials for, like, the, the companion guides to the original series where, like, you can read the in-depth facts and stuff like that. So you can get that anywhere. What are you going to get three morons rambling on about Dr. Philip Bombay? <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Bombay, Dr. Bombay, come right away. And what was the word you used, Ben? The um the uh, uh the, the heterosexuality, the uh Oh the homo No, no, when you were saying like he's like slightly straight ambiguously straight. That's what it is. Yeah. Like straight, yeah. That's a really great term. Well it's like okay, so just completely on a rabbit hole. But uh the ambiguously gay duo. Yes. On Saturday Night Live. Do you know who did the voices for that? I only found this out recently. One, I know one of them is Steve Carell. Not Steve Carell. The other is Colbert. It's Col- Colbert. Oh, see, I didn't know it was both of them. Really? Yes. Yeah. And it's just, it blew my, like, I, I read that just a few days ago, and I'm just like, it blew me away. Did you just go back and, like, watch all I had them? to watch a couple of them, yeah. I was sitting oh, it is Steve Carell. Wow, I didn't know that. Right? Mind blown, right? Wow, I see, because I knew it was Steve. I knew it was Steve uh, Colbert. I didn't know that that was Steve Carell. That's really interesting. Two Steves. He's really talented. That Steve Carell, like he really, that guy's amazing. Like he's well, Colbert's a, pretty amazing too. Eh, I mean, I, I'm more of a Colbert. I'm more of a Carell guy. Because yeah. I, I was a big Office fan. But I mean, everything else that he's done is all like because he's a very great comedic actor. He's a wonderful dramatic actor. Like he's just yeah. great. He's great. He's great. Mm-hmm. We started watching uh, Anchorman 2. He really uh, came to his own in it. Oh, see, I haven't seen that one yet. I'm scared to watch it. <laughs> yeah. It's I, not as bad as you'd think. Really? Because I, like 
I love the first one so much. And like, I just mm-hmm. don't want it. Like you saying, I don't want it ruined. Exactly. <laughs> it could be ruined easily. I've, I only saw about five or 10 minutes of the second one. And I was like, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm really afraid because I didn't even want to like the first one. I was just like, this looks stupid, but it was the best movie ever made. Yeah. I was like, just kind of begrudgingly watched it. And I was like, this, this is really great. Yeah. I, I enjoyed both of them. There was a stretch of time where my wife would tell people that her favorite movie was Anchorman. <laughs> like of all time? Yes. Like you, you have a choice between Godfather, Godfather 2, and Anchorman. Go with Anchorman. Stephanie doesn't like to feel things. Like she doesn't like to be manipulated by, uh, um, by song nor performances into I feelings. Totally so like... Like she can't, she just hates it. <laughs> she just can't stand like feel like being forced to feel stuff. Yeah, she normally gravitates towards like, you know, comedy that is just kind of mindless and silly. And I can't think of anything more mindless and silly than Anchorman, except maybe Step Brothers, which is on her list. <laughs> that was a fantastic movie. It's yes. basically Will Ferrell. It's just him. I don't, maybe it's him. just like, I love like, again, that blank look and there's nobody home sometimes. Like when you look at Will Ferrell, you're like, Who the, what is happening in his brain? Like there's nothing. Lost yet. I haven't seen that one. I heard it's really you bad. Check that, yeah. You should check it out. <clears throat> you yeah. learn how to serpentine. Danny McBride's in that one too, right? Yes, he is. And I don't like him usually. Really? I like Danny well, here's, McBride. Here's the thing. I don't like him like as a concept. But then when I watch a movie with him in it, it's like, yeah, he's the guy I don't like. But I'll still watch it and laugh at his parts and think, hey, he did a good job in this. But he's the kind of person. He always plays a character who's the kind of person that I don't want to be around and I've met in real life too many times. I think that's why it works. <laughs> it could be, I mean, it just means he's a great actor. He's like uh, the, the lady who played Nurse Ratchet. In one oh, film. yeah. Like every movie she's been in, no matter what kind of character she plays, I disliked her. Even on a rare occasion that she's like a nice, a normal person, that you're just like, oh, she's such a yeah. bitch. I'm just waiting for her to break out. Firestarter. As uh, Art Carney's wife, right? And she did nothing, but as far as I'm concerned, it's like, yeah, she probably called the cops. (laughs) (laughs) She's a bitch. She, she, you know, she did. She went the other room. They have a. She has a second line that you don't know about, and Mm -hmm. she's like, "Hey, Feds, that little girl that can start fires, what with her head? She's here." Then he lobotomized her. (laughs) Yeah. Totally happened. Yeah. And it's all on the floor. Deleted scenes, bruh. So anywho, um, O'Brien gets the, the, the quote-unquote power to stop Kid Rock from destroying their uh, their planet with his oh, yeah. laser beams and stuff. But then uh, come to find out it was all just a trick that Brigitte figured out way too easily. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you know, one, it's like we said at the top of the show, the magic was in you the entire time. Yes. It's basically what this whole sure, village It sure was. <laughs> Let the magic out. Give it's all over fr- your face now. I need your frosty cream spirits. Uh, now we got to map your chest. <laughs> Make with the sparklies. Oh, yeah. You're a whore for me. Yeah. Yeah. Take your money, whore. <laughs> then, uh... <laughs> God, flashbacks. But um, the 60s were rough. But no, but it's just, you know, Bashir, of course, like you said, he figures it out. 
O'Brien, though, just falls flat. I feel so sorry for Molly when you know she gets a bedtime story from Daddy. It's like, oh, yeah. no, there's like some guys going on over here, and then this other guy kind of was bad, and then the good guys came, and then he was defeated. All right, good. And night. then he threw the ring in the volcano. Yeah, <laughs> and the eagles came, and 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 Paul McCartney was great. The end. Yeah. <laughs> now go to I hate your mother. Go to bed. My <laughs> She I knew she heard me. I knew it. But I mean it's just you know, so he's a shit for storytelling. Yeah. He, I mean even with it's probably because he was sober. Yeah. Yeah. He you you, you get a Mick drunk and he's gonna tell a story. <laughs> So that that was the that was the trick. Is or maybe he's just, maybe he's just kind of not to sound me, but maybe he's just kind of vapid, you know. Like maybe he's just like uh, I like to fix machines and just leave me alone. You know the the episode of TNG where Picard gets stuck on the on the planet with uh, the the Darmok and Jahalat at Tanagra, mm-hmm. you know the the talking metaphors yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. That whole episode goes completely differently with O'Brien down there. It's just 48 minutes of, what are you fucking talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Bloody hell. (laughs) He's on about it again. Jamak, Gerard, Gerard. I don't, what? Hey, shut your pie hole. You're on about, it's Keiko tells better stories than this. Who did he turn into a Jew? I don't know. I'm an Irish Jew. O'Brien Steen. (laughs) <laughs> O'Malleywitz. I mean, it's 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 his father's name. It's it's possible. Yeah. Impossible. Anyway, I, I just move on. And I think that he really wasn't listening the first time that the guy told the story. He mm-hmm. was tuned out. He was just like, I don't give a shit. Yeah, they were feeding him lines. He he did his thing. The magic worked. Oh, it's easy. It's easy to tell. It's easy to tell a story if someone's feeding you lines. You know. Yeah. But then when the guy, though, you know, comes at him with a knife, I mean, that, he was just like, what are you going to... O'Brien uh, took that knife fight pretty uh, pretty well. The other know, just... Because it took two guys to get this. They're, they came off as kind of pussies. Because, like, I... O'Brien's, O'Brien's trying to fight this guy off, and he's not doing a good job. And then Brazier comes in, and he doesn't help much either. And it's like, what is happening here? It's like... Yeah, when they shove him back, the guy's just like, eh... Yeah, but he seemed quite powerful. <laughs> like it was very O'Brien just was, and I love how O'Brien's like, hey, the fan fiction too. Yeah, probably. I love how O'Brien was like, hey, uh, you're the uh, apprentice, right? Uh, what's the secret? <laughs> like, I was gonna be like, oh well, hang on, let me tell you. Uh, you know, yeah, I, yeah, I was ousted from my uh, uh, my position as as a uh, case because of you. And I'm just going to tell you, yeah, let me tell you all the secrets real fast. Yeah. You know, um, let, me, let me make you a better job at it than I get. Yeah. Diff, diff, diff. <laughs> so, but yeah, this is fine. wants to do it. He just wants to not be killed for fucking it up or whatever. Yeah. It seems like. He just wants to get, get by. Yeah, which is what we all want to do. Just to see, everybody, everybody just wants to be a C-plus student. That's all. Yeah. Well, see, when I first watched this, I thought it was going to be some kind of Shirley Jackson bullshit. Which like, oh, you're the chosen one. And then you're like, okay. And then you go tell the story to the cloud, but the cloud eats you. Uh, his name is Kid Rock. Okay. Well, so when Kid Rock shows up and to eat you, 
it, you know, it's one of those things where instead of like you're there to make the magic ball with the ball, the bank, the bank, diggy diggy, he was bringing it, dude. The Kid Rock was kicking it in space. <laughs> now, wouldn't it have been more awesome if the cloud had actually sounded like that as it yeah. came closer? It, it just, had like it had like a stupid hat and like ratty blonde hair and like a wife beater on, and it mm-hmm. forced you to listen. It builds yeah. up louder as it gets closer, and oh god, somebody turn it off. This is awful. <laughs> Why did we listen to this in the late '90s, early 2000s? I can't believe it gets there. My name is Keith, and it explodes. When the, and O'Brien dies. Shoot Waffle House at it. This is awful. Um, yeah, he's just doing his thing, and um, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't get it. I don't. But the weird part is, like, okay, I thought at some point. Now, call me naive. Or maybe I just wasn't paying attention enough early on. I thought the two of these stories would kind of dovetail, but that clearly didn't happen. This was like a clear, these guys are doing this. Yeah. The kids are doing this while the girl should be doing this kind of thing. Like I think TNG kind of taught us that, that, okay, there's the A story and the B story, and then about 80%, 75% of the way into the episode – we learn a similar lesson like, oh, Picard now gets along with his brother. Robert? Robert. And they finally had that piece. And then the other kid, okay, it all, it, you know, they both yeah. learned a similar lesson. This, there's no similar lessons. No. It's just like. Well, Bajor is a fucked up planet. Yeah, yeah that's we the need, lesson. We got two half hour stories. We put them together. Mm-hmm. And we've got this week's episode. They were filler episode. for each other. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I felt like you couldn't make 45 minutes out of either one. So like, all right, how much you got? 24? It's going to be close. <laughs> let's see what we got here. Okay. Let's let's stretch it. Have O'Brien do something funny. Let's, uh, let's, let's roll his eyes. Roll his eyes. All right. Let's, let's, in the ass. All right. Let's bring in three chicks that O'Brien can't bang but really wants to. Wait. Wrong episode. These are for you. And he's... Oh, like when he says, "I'm a married man," and the guy's like, "Oh, of, of course." Uh, who, which one he was wearing the wire? <laughs> it's gonna make me lose half my space stuff. My oh, she picks the one that like turns into Keiko. Like she takes off her mask. I knew, I knew I couldn't trust you, Miles. <laughs> Damn it! Every time. But he's really thinking about Julian the whole time. The whole, <laughs> the whole time, he, you know, he's pegging her. It's just like... Mm-hmm. And I don't know how Julian didn't show up for this one. That's my whole thing. But Julian's got to be there. Involved. Uh, he watches sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Mm, this is very good. Mm, you guys are doing a great job indeed. And, and the sad thing is that Odo was in the episode as the mattress. It's... <laughs> <laughs> He's the chair that they were banging in. Yeah. <clears throat> Which, uh, Flash, uh, what is it, Flash Dance? He, he was the water that uh, got dropped. It was, yep. mm. it was, mm. And he was, the, some of him was the chair, too. He was both. That's why they came back together so well. Yeah. So what do you think? What do you give the episode, then? Oh, God. Uh, 
four and a half. Four and a half. Yeah. That may be the lowest rating you've given. This no, season. I think I've given a lower rating than this one. There was one I think I, I pretty much just oh, ate it earlier. Yeah. Oh I can't even remember what it was, but it was just it was so stupid. Uh, this one, like I said, it was just it was forgettable. It just it, the two stories, like you said, didn't come together. It was just. I like how you said Never. it's something you could have on in the background because I could totally watch this while doing laundry if I. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just so I give it a five because of the old thing of it's just an episode. Mm-hmm. It, it's something. To, this is why American TV sucks because we have to have twenty six episodes in a season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was just this is the one to push push it ahead. I gotta, you know, I mean. <sighs> The weird part is I didn't completely hate it. Like I wasn't yeah. like, I wasn't like in like Flynn on this one. Like, wow, this is such an awesome episode, but it's like, it's okay. Yeah. Like, that mm-hmm. like, it was, I mean, like it was on, like, I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. Like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna give it a six. I think like no harm, no foul. Like it wasn't offensive. I found some of it at least entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm going to say six. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. It was just, it was I, right, you know? Yeah. I think for an O'Brien episode, it was kind of disappointing because he's kind of one of my favorite characters. Mm-hmm. And so he was just kind of like, I don't know. It was just, bleh. I've been thinking about doing a gathering of uh, Paul Meany's other appearances and stuff. Mm-hmm. And just like have a Saturday where I just watch Paul Meany things like his appearances in other movies and in other shows uh, watch a movie called uh what was it called uh, monument avenue he's really good in that okay um but yeah like uh, there were some really fun parts of the episode like i liked the fact that like the boys were hitting on the the young chick i thought that was cool like the way they were playing that i liked mm-hmm. the scene where they try to steal uh odo's bucket was really funny Oh yeah, the oatmeal. Yeah, where they dump oatmeal on him. I thought that that was a really cool scene. I liked. Um, yeah, that was good. Now, is this the first mention of the bucket? No, they've mentioned it before, but this is the first time we've seen it, and it doesn't really look like a bucket. It more looks more like a like an umbrella stand, like or a planter, yeah. like you stick an umbrella in there when it's wet, because it had a really wide base. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't want it to tip over. It's like those like, car cups. Yeah, I I'm, I feel you, Ben. Um, like I thought that was a funny part. I enjoyed. Um, I thought Brashear was awesome because he's just like comic relief. He's just kind of being silly the entire episode, you know. Mm-hmm. I think she wants you to bless the baby, you know. What I mean? like just, yeah. like, just like weird scenes like that. It's like it was okay. I'm gonna say six. Okay. Okay. All right. I, and I love how if like we were to like take the scores of DS9, we're all over the place. Like with Mm -hmm. TNG, it was like, we were all kind of consistent. This one, like Jenny's a three and Ben's a five and I'm a six. And like their episodes were like straight up. We just hate it. And then somebody was like, I like it. I think it's like a seven. It's like, what the hell? What are you watching? (laughs) Are you on drugs again? Were you high on morphine while this was happening? Because it is regularly prescribed in this country for really no reason. So there you go. All right. Well, I like it. So good job, everybody. Well done. Ben and Jenny, it's always a pleasure. I, I look forward to our times together. As do we. And um, yeah, so there you go. And thank you for listening. And we'll talk to you next week. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Goodbye.